Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the Late Night Alternative. It was my... I disappeared for 45 minutes yesterday trying to fix a computer. It's her time uh, to disappear. We'll get her back at some point, I'm sure. Um, you can give us a call now. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You know how this works. You can call us about anything. Uh, uh, really, you can call us about absolutely anything you want. But, 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 but. Uh, tonight, we've got a very special guest. You know... Um, how do you remember 2016 everyone was dying do you remember that 2016 everybody was dying and um me and kath made a very conscious effort to get people on the show um and tell them that we loved them before they passed away because 2016 everyone's dying and people going oh well they were such a great artist all right well that's nice but why don't you tell them while they're still here and we had some brilliant what i guess you could call politely heritage artists, old people, um, and, and people that kind of meant a lot to me or, or Catherine or both of us. Um, and we only got people on that we really loved and, and we celebrated them and we told them that we thought they were brilliant and that we loved them. And we had Tommy Cannon on, we had uh, Paul Daniels on, and we had the brilliant, brilliant, and, and this was actually probably my favourite, favourite one. We had uh, Eddie Large on. And it was such a joy. And uh, as you know, Eddie passed away uh, a few weeks ago. Um, he had ongoing heart problems and um, he went into hospital and he got this bloody COVID-19 uh, thing. And he passed away. And um, I, it, it really upset me and Catherine because we got on so well with him. And I was lucky enough to put on a little show with him. And um, I, I, he was just absolutely charming to me. I am thrilled to say... Uh, that we've got Eddie's son on. We've got Ryan McGuinness on. Evening, Ryan. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not so bad, you? Oh, you. it's lovely, lovely to hear you, my friend. How's um, how's everyone doing since Dad passed? Uh, we're, we're not doing too bad. It's obviously, it's a very sad time. Um, obviously, with with the lockdown and everything, 
yeah. it's been quite difficult because my sister's coming down from Manchester, Sid the same, my dad's uh, brother and sister, we only saw them for the funeral, then they immediately had to go. So what you would normally have is that kind of, I guess, that comfort blanket of that network that you have um, of your family. We've not really had that. Uh, yeah. It's been a little bit difficult, probably harder than normal, but yeah, we're, we're going, okay, the, the tributes that dad's been getting, that's what's been getting us through it. It's been overwhelming with the, the tributes that dad's received. I, I just wish I could have, well, told him about it. Well, this is it. You want, we, you want these people to see these, to know that they're loved before they pass away. I tell you the thing that really surprised me about your dad when he came on, um, how coy he was about everything. Not shy. He wasn't shy, but he really downplayed how successful Little and Large were, and he really downplayed um, kind of the influence and the impact that he'd had. And I couldn't quite get my head around that, Ryan. What, what, do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Um, that's what Dad was like. He, he always had this, I wouldn't say it was a fear, but he just thought people wouldn't remember him and that he didn't leave this quite clear, as you just said, this sort of lasting legacy that, that they have done. The, the show that you, that you did, that I'm sure we're going to talk about in a bit more detail, that was a prime example. He didn't want to do it, and he played it <laughs> down know. to the point yeah, where you had to really talk him into it. Yeah. And he played it down so much that none of, none of my family came down because we didn't really tell them about it. He was like, no one will turn up. I'll be performing to one man and his dog. Wow. No one will care. And then I remember turning up on the day and just thinking, it's packed. It's like there's no spare seat. And I, I just, it was, it was a shame that he, he just didn't quite believe it himself. I think Where did, how did that happen, right? How did that happen, right? Because I, I get it, little and large, you know, okay, they're seen as a bit of a joke. When you compare them to, you know, Morecambe and Wise, who I think were great, but I think they were, you know, they've been overrated a little bit. But little and large were getting 20-odd million viewers a night. They were huge. And I just wondered where that, um, I don't know if it was insecurity, what, that, that, that lack of self-belief, where that came from. I think Dad was a little bit insecure with, with things like that. And, and I, think, I think maybe critics, when you sort of, as they guess, they sort of left the 80s, moving into the 90s, it sort of went away into a more alternative comedy as opposed to the kind of cabaret, Blackpool-type act. And, yeah. and I think that sort of, the, the critique was, it was, they were entertaining. At the end of the day, that's what they were. They were entertaining, whether it yeah. was the most clever thing you'd ever heard or anything like that. But a joke's a joke, no matter what, who's telling it and they were really good at what they did. And, and we, we did an interview recently and um, Sid mentioned that he was only 10% of the app. But if you said to dad that, and he heard that, he would have been straight onto it to say it was 50-50 because one wouldn't work without the other. No, no. It used to get criticised, little bits like that, but that was the app. That's why it worked and that's why they were... Well, they were so well loved. It, isn't it? Isn't it funny how we we really, for a long, long time, um, downplay the impact that a straight man has in a comedy double act? It doesn't work unless the straight man is spot on. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. And and Sid is, was and and is incredible at what he did. And the two of them together, we we were lucky in a way. Um, 
not too long before Dad passed, they actually did um, an, an advert together. Yeah. So Sid and his wife came down to Bristol and we all had a meal together and they were just bouncing off each other. It was just like sort of being front stage of a, of a little show just for, the, yeah. just for the five of us that were there. And you could just see, and I'm so glad that, we, that they got that time when Dad was well enough to, to have that conversation, to have that, just that banter between the two. I mean, I hate that word, but that kind of joking around between the two of them. Um, it, was, it was just so, so lovely. And it was just, that's how they were. That's why the act worked, because they were just them. That, that's what they were like. Let's, let's talk. I don't want to make the thing fully about the show that I did with your dad, but uh, w w when he came on it, w to the radio show with me and Catherine, we got on really, really well. And um, I emailed him afterwards to say, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. And there was just, I just felt a little bit more of a connection with him than I do normally with guests, right? And I said to him, look, I've, if you want to do like an evening with, I will put it on for you. I will host it. I don't want any of the money. You can have all of the tickets. Um, I'll, you haven't got to do anything. He went, no, I'm not interested. I was like, oh, okay. All right, fair enough. And I think I may have asked him once more and he said, no, I'm, I'm really not interested. And then he, he came back and said, well, how would it work? And I said, well, I'll find a little venue and I will put it on and I'll do everything. I will um, come on and I'll interview you and I'll chat to you. And, you know, the first half will be me and you chatting and I'll find some old clips. And the second half, it'll be a Q&A from the audience. It's not a show. It's not a performance. I'll, I'll hold your hand through it. And he went, all right, but it's got to be in Portishead. And I went, well, I found a really, found a really nice theatre ready in Bristol, 26 miles away. Nope, not going. I said, I said, I'll drive you. No, nope, it's got to be in Portishead. And he kept putting all these lovely little barriers in place that were not insurmountable, but just said to me, he's really unsure about this. And then as we got closer, well, I knew that he was getting excited because as we got closer to it, he phoned me up and he said, um, so the show's going to be the first half is you interviewing me and the second half is going to be a Q&A with the audience. I said, yeah. He said, right. How would you feel if I did the first half on my own? Would you feel pushed out? And that, that to me, Ryan, was like a punch in the air moment. I went, oh, Eddie, God, uh, listen, I, I'm sure I can set out the first half. I, you know. And that to me was the turning point where he thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll give this a go. And I'd never put on one of these events before at all. I was totally out of my depth. And a few of your dad's friends came and helped me with a PA and stuff like that. But I sold yeah. too many tickets because I didn't really know about selling tickets. So I oversold it by quite a bit. And I was terrified that people weren't going to be able to get a seat and, and kick. But everyone came in, everyone made it. And it, it was so beautiful to be there. Um, and uh, just to f you could feel it, the love in that room towards your dad was tangible and the look on his face once he realized it was going well oh it was magic mate it was magic wasn't it yeah i mean i remember at the time because obviously we hadn't met before and i remember coming backstage afterwards and speaking to you and i think i broke down my mum broke down crying and yeah. we were just so happy just because it Sometimes dad just needed a bit of a shove to actually go and do something um, because of all the things that we've spoken about, the, the, the sort of feeling that it may be people wouldn't turn up and, and, and that kind of uh, view of it. But 
it was just I almost I was so glad that he got for that one more time mm. to to experience it all again. And I mean, I'd say he, he played it down, played it down, and I, but then I remember, like you were saying, him getting more and more excited. And I remember coming over for like family meals and things like that, and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to try this," and "Oh, I've got this to wear. I've got this curly haired wig. I'm going to walk on with it in the front. Look at this t-shirt I've got with Porter's head on it." And little things like that was just every time I came around, there was another thing that he was adding in and he wanted to tell me about. And, and, that's, and it was so nice to see. Um, and I think it, it definitely gave him his confidence back because he then did one, one other thing uh, with Sid. Yeah, I it was um, yeah. like a, a slapstick festival in Bristol. So he actually left the confines of Bristol. He travelled. My I God. Know he Unbelievable. I know he's got to do a lot to get him to travel. <laughs> But he, he did it with Sid, and um, and that was nice as well. So um, it, it's just it's so it was it was for me. I, I I loved it, and the family loved it. And and I said before because we played it down so much that my family who live up in Manchester didn't come down for it. But um, you thankfully recorded it, and I I yeah. sent that recording over to them so oh, that my grandkids, not my grandkids, his grandkids could um wicked. could listen to it because treasure. That's the thing that they they've never seen dad perform really so yeah. like all these youtube videos I mean, and what i'm doing at the moment is getting all dad's old videos out and trying to put them on my laptop so i can send them all over to them because they love it he was a hero to them i had so, a lovely afternoon ryan in your dad's mum and dad's apartment very posh apartment and eddie was trying to show me um files on a video uh, uh, on a computer on a laptop he could he couldn't do it and i'm sort of stood there going yeah. eddie have you tried this if you no no hang on i think i can do it if, now if i press this and, and he didn't have a clue what he was doing bless him silly yeah. old sod but he was great yeah. how's um how's your mom How, how's patsy doing so i mean it's obviously a very difficult time yeah. um yeah I, I think it's it sort of comes and goes in in waves she she really really misses him and it was such a difficult time not for mum not to be able to go into the hospital because yeah. of obviously the coronavirus and things like that and I think that's been the hardest part about it even even since um, it, it, I think it's still that is one of the major things in amongst obviously missing dad and and what's happened but just the thought that she couldn't be there at that final part yeah. has been the hardest to sort of deal with but. Mum is strong and and she'll she'll be okay. She'll oh she's she'll some woman. Proud. What was oh, it your dad I, would say about her in Porter's Head? Yeah, she's the celebrity of Porter's yeah. Head, not Dad. And I know yeah, that because when I went down to the <laughs> when I went down there to the hairdressers that she was working in, and um, to drop off some posters for the show, and uh, it was all about. Patsy, everyone loved her, and you know, and Love then her, I yeah. met her, and she's just so full of life. She, you, you fall in love with her instantly, your mum, because she's so full of life, so upbeat. And I tell you the thing that got me, and I mentioned this in in a message that I sent you, is is the first half of the show, and Eddie's on there, and I'm stood at one side just in case, just in case he dried up, either literally and needed a drink of water, or you know, just I know he was a bit worried about his ticker as well and being on stage, and I was well, yeah, he hadn't actually been well a couple of days no. before he'd been hospital before it so i think you'd only come out maybe the day before yeah and he, and so we were i was there just in case i had to rush on and you know is there a doctor in the house but on the opposite side in, in the wings was patsy and she stood there didn't sit down she stood there for the entire first half just just willing him on and the look of love that was coming from her 
I mean, I don't know how long those two have been together, but the, the love that she was, it was beautiful. And I spent a lot of the time watching her just thinking, my God, I should be so lucky to have someone look at me that lovingly as she was doing to your dad. It was beautiful. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, sorry, it gets a bit upset, but... I'm oh, sorry, mate. They, they were... Um, they're such an unbelievable couple. And you say the, uh, the love is just off the scale. It, I just hope that, for me, it's, it's the same with, with my relationship, anyone else's relationship. It was just... It's like the pinnacle for me. Mm. They were just so well-suited for each other. And... Um, yeah, I mean, mum, mum said the other day, like, she was dad's number one fan. And um, even no matter how many times she heard the joke, she would always laugh as if it was the first one. <laughs> uh, and I always, because I'm looking at these old videos of the Little and Large shows trying to sort it out for my family, you can hear mum laughing louder than anyone else in the audience. Oh, you can hear her. Wow. Yeah. And, you, and, I, and I'm telling you now, it won't be because she's the one sat near the microphone. It's just she would have the biggest laugh for Dad. It's just, it's just funny. You can just hear it. And it's the longest. It's the longest. So it's always the last laugh you hear because Mum is carrying on laughing. She just oh. loved Dad. And it was reciprocated. And they were just a perfect couple, really. Ah, oh, mate. I'm, I didn't mean to upset you, Ryan. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, I no, forget this is so uh, recent, isn't no, it? No, I know. When, uh, when did you know Dad was famous? Um, I always remember I used to get so annoyed because we'd, I, he'd be doing these shows, so I knew nothing different. So Dad would be doing all these pantomimes and summer seasons and everything. And the bit that I guess I realised that Dad was well known was when we'd leave the theatre at the end and we'd leave the backstage and I'd have to stand there for half an hour as he signed every autograph and did yeah. everything that he would do. And he'd hand me his big, which when I was only about six years old, this big, to me, ridiculously heavy leather bag that he had all his stuff in. And I'd be weighed down by it, stood next to him for half an hour thinking, please, can we just go with all these people? And he'd had his son, a really miserable six-year-old. But that's probably the time that I, I remember thinking, oh, Dad, not another autograph. Can we just go home now, please? But, um, yeah, and then you just sort of suddenly hear things. But it's been... It's been, I guess, like even now, uh, people that I work with that would, would have no idea who, who my dad was because I wouldn't sort of tell them for any other reason but have seen things that have happened and they've been like, oh, my God, your dad was a legend. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. And you just kind of, you, you kind of forget about it because for me, it is my dad and I, it is, I've lost my dad and that is so difficult to get over and everything like that. But then you get all these little reminders of, oh, God, yeah. Dad played this down, but even now you're thinking thousands of people are contacting us as a family just to wish us well, and and you suddenly realise, oh, I I don't even realise. Some lovely, really lovely um, pics of the uh, of the funeral, and of course. It, it, I mean, it's it's bad enough losing anybody, a dad, any time. I lost mine a few years ago, but doing it when there's all this social distancing and you're not, you can't really hug people. And but the the pictures of the people that stood out on the street as the the, the procession went past, there's a, there, a lot of love for him. I mean, that was that was unbelievable. Mm. And I mean, that came off the back as I just put a Facebook post um, on the like the Hello Porter's Head. Facebook page just to say, oh, on Friday, it's my dad's funeral. Um, if people want to come out, I understand it. 
with obviously what's going on if you aren't able to, but if you want to, and, I'm, and we're thinking, oh, there might be a couple of people yeah. and like, like friends of the family. But then it really like we had all the bits outside the flat and then through the high street, it was just overwhelming. And I, I thought to myself, well, if I actually knew what I was doing publicity wise and actually tried to publicize things and there was no lockdown, all this social distancing, how many people would have, would yeah. have come out for him? Even in these troubled times, there were, well, I mean, at least over 100 people there. And he just thinks, God, imagine if we'd made the effort to, mm. to do it. Because I would just thought, well, well, we'll do it, see what happens. And then it was just, oh, that... my, my, my sisters and they, it was so overwhelming. When, when they all applauded, that tipped me over the edge because it was such a nice tribute. That Portishead Facebook page, I'd forgotten about that. They were really, <laughs> that was really helpful to me when I was trying to organise the thing. Yeah. They put me in touch with the fella that ran the hardware store because he would sell tickets for me and let me put a poster up. Yeah. And it was, it was all of this. Um, you must have seen, your dad took great pride in showing me the, um, I watched loads of videos with him, uh, showing me uh, the This Is Your Life clip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one, isn't it? Your dad looks really peed off as well, though. If you've not seen it, dear listener, maybe on YouTube, I don't know. It's um, They're doing um, Singing in the Rain in, this, in a, in a theatre, and it's really big, la la lavish production, and there's water everywhere, and it's a soaking wet stage. And Michael Aspel walks out with the, the big red book, Little and Large, This Is Your Life. And your dad, for the first bit, looks like, what are you doing on my stage? Get off my stage. Oh, it's This Is Your Life. Right, I see. I mean, at the time, I mean, that was such a huge program and it was such it? an honour to, to, to get that. And, yeah, I, I remember because obviously I was, I think I was only 11 at the time, so I wasn't really entrusted with the secret. Did they not um, tell you? Until, well, I, it's only until like a, maybe a few days before. And I, I always remember because we left, um, we were in Blackpool because I was doing summer season with Joe Longthorne. And um, I remember being in the car and I lied to my dad as like a 10 or 11 year old going, oh, we're going to go see Alan Grandad. Are we going to go see Alan Grandad? And I was going, yeah, yeah, of course we are. And then oh, we drove, wow. um, drove to the studio. That was like my first acting role, I think, when I was that 10 of trying to wow. fool my dad into not realising he was going to be on This Is Your Life. But oh. that, yeah, that was, that, was, um, that was great. I mean, it was, it was all, all really exciting. I remember sitting in the studio waiting for them to arrive. Because we must have been there for quite a while beforehand, and then, yeah. they, I mean, it is literally they get picked up and they go straight to the show. There's no sort of this is your life, and then they record it however many days later. It was really the end of the show, and then they drove down to the studios, and then wow. we filmed it. So I think they filmed it maybe half one in the morning. Incredible. And um, and yeah, I, I remember being so excited and so nervous because I was about to be on television, and I'm like ten years old and. And then for Dad to meet all his friends, and I mean, in fact, Sid was talking to us about This Is Your Life the other day because, unfortunately, so many are no longer with us. You yeah. had Norman Collier, who Dad and Sid and our family absolutely adored. You had Frank Carson on there as well. People sadly no longer with us, and and, and that sort of group of Sid, Dad. Frank Carson, Norman Collier, and I mm. think Jim, De Jim Davidson as well did. Who um, they did like a, a, quite a few summer seasons in a row, I think. And they, I think, it was in Blackpool, and they were sort of like thicker thieves for a, for a while, just mm. having having a great time. And it's a shame that that sort of era is. I mean, I guess everyone's sort of at that at that age now. But um, yeah, Dad, 
loved it, and he, he made so many friends in the in and out of the out of the business of sort of that era, really. Ryan, very quickly, I think Catherine, we had a few problems with Catherine. Are you there now, Kath? I am, yeah. I'm listening you, you, intently. It was, um, I mean, Eddie was just the perfect guest, wasn't he? So we lovely. Had him on. So lovely. You know, as a Mancunian growing up and having someone who talked like my granddad, talked like my, my family on television, it was a big deal to me. And so to finally meet him, I didn't really know what to say when we met him, Porter said, but um, he was everything I hoped he would be. The warmth was there. I thought the nerves were really charming and um, he did such a great job, such a great job. It was such a pleasure to meet him, such an honour. Um, Thank you. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Talk radio. Ryan, you're, you're, I mean, you know, your dad was a legend. It's an overlook. Johnny, my friend John is sending me, uh, just tweeted me a picture of, of that night and he, when he met your dad. Um, it's, an, it's an overused word, but your dad was a legend, and you talk about that generation of comedians. They're kind of the, the bridge from the old music hall to, to comedy that we have now, and, and there aren't many of them left. And people would kill to get 22, 23, 24 million viewers, which is what your dad was getting every single week, man. Yeah. You know, every, you, 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 you can't get those figures and be crap. You know, there's got to be something um, going on. It was, um, um, I was, by the way, I was so touched. So I, I was asleep when Good Morning Britain was on. And I, I woke up to loads of people saying, um, uh, you've, uh, Eddie's son has just mentioned you on Good Morning Britain. I'm like, what, what? I, I was so honoured that you and, and your mum considered that worthy of mentioning in, in, in that tribute to your dad. So thank you. It was a thrill for me to play a tiny part in, in his life and, 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 you know, giving him a little bit of confidence, it sounds. So thank you for that. Um, Ryan, lots of love to you and your mum and the rest of the family. How's Sid doing? Is, 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 Sid must be, um, I know they didn't see, you know, they saw each other on and off and they weren't as physically as close as people might expect, but he must have been, he must be gutted. Well, I mean, the, the thing about Dad and Sid is that, I mean, they, they, they turned professional in 1963 and they were obviously friends long before that as well. So they've been like best friends for years and years and years and, they were like brothers, effectively. Mm. So it, it's so upsetting for Sid. And Sid gave a really nice eulogy at, at the funeral, just talking about the, the time when, sort of before we would have known, because we know about the sort of little and large pro progression and all, the, all that sort of the career side of things. So he more spoke about them as friends. And, and that's the, and despite the fact they worked so long together, they would speak every day. Really? Every wow. day. And, um, and when Dad was in hospital, Sid and Cherie came down a couple of times in, in the build-up to it. They might, not have, they might have lived at other ends of the country, and, but they spoke all the time. Um, I think people always wonder what, it, what it's like with double acts. Are they as close off stage as they appear to be on? And 
to the end, they were great, great friends. And it's Sid's lost not just someone that he was a, in a comedy double act with. He's lost one of his best friends. And yeah, so, but he, I think it, it really did hit Sid hard and like, like it did with all of us. And, um, but again, Sid in everything that he's paid tribute to dad has been amazing. And mm. him and his wife have, have spoken to us quite a few times uh, over the past three weeks just to make sure that we're okay. Because we are close families. I mean, I, I grew up in their dressing room year after year. <laughs> so I know them all. I know them so well. And, and their son, Dominic, exactly the same. We both grew up. We were always there every Every pantomime, every Christmas, every summer, we would have been there because the summer season yeah. used to be like three months long, and even pantomimes would start in November, end in March. So we'd be there wherever they were in the dressing rooms all the time. So we're so close, the two families, and it's definitely hit them really hard. But it just goes to show that what they appeared to be like to everyone else—that is what they were like. They were they were best friends. I, I did. Well, I will let you go in a second. I just, I did rem just remember that I had to apologise to your dad because I did a show with him. I did. Uh, I was on the Weakest Link with with him. It was oh, like yes, it, it was a comedian special. I'm not quite sure how I snuck on there, but it was like old school versus new school. And the penultimate round, it was me, uh, your dad, and Jim Bowen. And um, I, I vote. Me and Jim voted your dad off. With, I'm so sorry. Me and your dad oh, voted. Yeah. Me and I Jim voted your dad off. He's he's told me many a time he was also the strongest link that round. Yeah, he um, was. He was. I know. It's terrible. I can hear the not, anger in your voice. I'm yeah, so not going to say that we as a family bear a grudge, but never mind. <laughs> oh, may God bless him wherever he is now. And lots of love to you. Please give your mum a big hug from me because I, I adore Patsy so, so much. And love to the rest of the family. Very quickly, not very quickly, as long as you want. Your, your dad, as we know, had a lot of heart problems, and um, you're raising some money, aren't you, for one of the places that that really well that saved his life first time round. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. I that slipped my mind. But um, yeah, so in honour of dad, um, we set up a Just Giving page. So 17 years ago, dad had a heart transplant, um, and effectively, if dad hadn't have had it he would have died 17 years ago so we got 17 years that we would never have got and it was an ab wow. it's been an absolute blessing so my um my nieces and nephew they would never have met dad had he not had this heart transplant and there's a thought it, isn't it it's, it's things like that and 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 dad was a big campaigner for the the opt out um with with donors and things like that and the gift that the donor gave the, of the extra 17 years as a family, uh, well, I, I can't, there's nothing we can do to repay it. But what we've tried to do is set up this Just Giving page. If, if, if people were fans of dad and were in any way touched by everything that they did and in terms of making people smile, making people happy, and you want to give a contribution, no matter what it may be, whatever you can afford, if anything, I know everyone's sort of... Um, fundraising at the moment it's just our way of trying to honor dad and pay back for for those 17 years that we got and it's Papworth hospital with a hospital that he um, that he had and, and to be and one thing i need to say about that hospital as well is even a couple of days ago Papworth hospital rang my mum just to see how she was doing wow. um because they would go up That's to Papworth every month 
and they were in constant contact. So every time Dad had anything wrong with him, Hapworth would always be involved because they had to make sure the heart was okay and all the tablets he was on. But even to the point of now, they still check in on Mum to make sure she's okay. And, and that, to me, just shows what the NHS and that hospital are all about. It's an NHS hospital and the care and the duty of care that they did. I'm I, I just so thankful for everything that they, that they did throughout, not just the transplant, but all the support afterwards. And um, I think even, no, well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but even, there was even a nurse who came to Dad's show from Patworth on the show that you did um, because he, they sort of, well, as he did with you, he made an impact with people yeah. that, he, that were treating him and things like that. And they've just become such a major part of our family that any, anything, if people want to contribute, it's a fundraising page. Um, it, I, I can tweet it out. Um, but if you tweet it, you bad. tweet it, and um, and I'll, I'll retweet it. I'm just looking at the total now. So far, you've got uh, over 1,600 quid, so well done. But if you it's send me a little tweet cool. with it, I'll, I'll yeah. post it out again. And, um, Thank you. Yeah, get, I really appreciate that. Quid. Yeah. Ryan, lots of love, mate. Stay in, stay in touch, and I look, when this nonsense is over, but, but let's meet up and have a lunch or something. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Nice one, Ryan. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you both. Oh, man, Catherine. And the, the, the thing is, oh, I forget it's the guy's dad and it's a really recent event, you know. You forget yeah. that it's, time has become elastic. You know, Eddie Large is not, doesn't seem like a real person to us because he's Eddie Large off the telly. And I, and I, I, I did go in a little bit, I don't want to say hard, it wasn't a hard, but, you know, you forget. It's just, the guy's just lost his dad, you know. Yeah. It's um, tough thing. He's such a nice man, though, wasn't he, Ryan? And, and Eddie was just... Um, Delightful. Shall we it's take just a, a lovely family. Honestly, you were talking a little bit about Patsy and how everyone loves her. They, they, they're just such a charismatic bunch. You know, the yeah. fact is that they were open and warm yeah. and fun and, you know, exuberant and everything people want to be around. Um, what a family. What a beautiful family. Let's take a little breaky break. And then when we come back, we will take your calls, dear listener. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 